Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the powerful teaching last night. We thank you for all those lives that are blessed as an outcome of that teaching. We thank you for your anointed servant, Father, through whom you have delivered that teaching. We thank you, Lord, for all the gifts that you shower on each one. Our prayer lives are transformed through that manner that you share with each one, through the grace that you break and you give to each to eat, to live, and to bless. We thank you, Father, that we are alive that we are in your presence, that you call each of us by name to be with you. You continue to pour out your revelation into our hearts to reveal yourself to you, to reveal the secrets, the mysteries in your word to us. So that when we come to you, Father, we cannot go back the same. Something in us must change. That transformation, that newborn experience must come in. Every time there is a new revelation, we come closer to you. The amount of light in us is increasing constantly. We thank you, Father, that that darkness is being removed. That you are doing a new thing in us. That you are working in us. Transforming us that we might not conform to those old ways of the world that were stuck in us through our customs, through our traditions, through our habits, through what we knew but through the new knowledge, the new information and the wisdom that you pour. There is a renewal, there is a revival in our hearts that we cannot be the same. Everything in and around us must change. And we share that same peace and the same joy that you continue to pour us, Lord, into our hearts. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. Those that are beneficiaries of prayer requests on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians that do not personally know you and with all those that do not want to know you. We thank you, Father, for that quickening. And we ask that each one that we are praying for and raising up in prayer today be quickened. And with that faith, we call on your name the name of our maker, our creator, the God of mercy and compassion, slow to anger and of great kindness, who is ever gracious and merciful, the one who is the ancient of days, the God of hope, the God of patience, the God who is a consuming fire, the God of peace, who shall bruise Satan under our feet. You show us the way to abundance. You show us the way to dominion. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who made that way, the way himself, the truth and the life, the Lord who heals, the one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth who makes that revelation real to us. The one who gives us the gifts, especially that gift of faith. That when we speak, 
of these utterances, when we prophesy what you have given us, Lord, when we speak your word back to you in our prayer with faith, that prayer must come back with manifestation. That transaction must be completed in the spirit and show a result in the physical. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of family, with the gift of friends. You have blessed us with the gift of your word and the gift of prayer. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels and destiny helpers. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of life. That every organ in our body is functioning in the perfection that you designed it to function. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to spend time with you at the start of our day, every single day. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our reflection and our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. Also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. And we declare it as our hedge of protection in the spirit and in the physical. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord, your holy, pure and perfect will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And we declare and herald the power in our word by proclaiming your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. And as sure that is, Lord, we have experienced that rain here in Australia. So we know that when it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall our word be that goes out of our mouths. It will not return to us empty in that same surety but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like to reflect on sleep. Proverbs 3 verse 24 says, If you lie down, you will not be afraid. And when you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. That is, God blesses us with sleep. But Proverbs 20 verse 13 also says, Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty. Open your eyes and you shall be satisfied with bread. It does seem like it is a contradiction. But what is the Bible really telling us out of this contradiction? Let's reflect on that today. When it says there, love not sleep. Do not love your sleep too much, lest it brings poverty. If we want to be satisfied with bread, then we need to open our eyes and not keep them shut. And that could be physical sleep, that could be intellectual sleep, and that could be spiritual sleep. What we do not know will always work against us. 
Psalms 4 verse 8 says, In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So the Lord gives sleep to replenish, to restore, and to sustain us physically. Psalm 127 verse 2 says, He gives sleep to his beloved. But when restoration itself becomes the cause of laziness, when we take it for granted, then it starts to become a concern. Proverbs 6 verse 10 and 11 reflects the mindset of such a lazy person and also discusses the outcomes. When it says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and then Poverty will come upon that person like a robber and will want like an armed man. So what they have, that also will be stolen. Just when we're thinking, now let us just slow down a little. A little folding of the hands, it says. It's not even talking about a complete rest. It's saying just becoming a little slack can be dangerous. That slackness is not necessarily closing your eyes and sleeping, but it is just decreasing the level of alertness. Are we sleeping there where someone could be doing something wrong and we couldn't pick it up? And then it starts to affect our lives or the lives of those around us. When we knew we could have done something, but simply because we let our guard down, we let it happen. Another way of looking at it is whatever you walk past is taken as you have accepted it. Are you shutting your eye just like the story of the Good Samaritan where the priest and the Levite walked past, they shut their eye. Poverty is waiting close behind a lazy one. What else? talks about hunger as well. Proverbs 19 verse 15 says, an idle person will suffer hunger. Proverbs 20 verse 4 says, the lazy one does not plow and gives excuses. And therefore, when it's time to get outcomes, when it's time for harvest, he will have nothing to show. Essentially, he who does not sow will never reap. We just spoke our word and said in Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11. That when the rain, that blessing comes down, it gives seed for the sower. But it is up to us to sow. We need to make that decision. We cannot remain idle. Proverbs 10 verse 4 says, he that deals with a slack hand or a careless approach, he becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent, one who is consistent and persistent at work, that one, that hand will make him rich. So what do we do? It says, learn from the ants. There's that example given in Proverbs 6. And if you read that closely, you see that ants don't need anyone to police their job. They don't need a manager to overlook on their shoulder. 
they don't need someone that's monitoring or supervising them to check if they have done it. And yet they diligently do this and collect food for times when the weather is not that clement. They plan ahead. They collect food in summer for wet or for cold weather. They are committed in their approach. And they are doing that for a whole colony. Whereas here, it's not even talking about a colony. It's talking about ourselves. Do not be lazy or you will be poor and you will be hungry. And yet many of us need that policing. Someone to look over our shoulder and tell us, stop wasting your time. Stop neglecting certain facts around you in what the circumstances are telling you. Do not be lazy to love sleep too much. In fact, the Bible has so many instances of where people prayed in the night. Jesus always prayed through the night. Paul and Silas, while they were in prison, also started praying at midnight. That prayer in the night hours is known to be effective. We must capitalize on it. When it's a matter of our destiny and our own life and how it should be transformed tomorrow, and we are given the ability to speak, why would we be lazy? It is time to open our eyes. But on the other extreme, it also says, the Bible also says in Matthew 6 verse 34, do not lose your sleep over worries. What it really says there is, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So rather cast your anxieties on God, for he cares for you. Many of us lose sleep over some of the problems and challenges in our lives as well. So what the Bible is really telling us, while on one hand, do not be lazy. On the other hand, do not go extreme to raise your blood pressure, go into depression or be anxious over circumstances that are not going your way. Maintain your joy. Spend that time in prayer with the Lord. Ask for direction. Romans 13 verse 11 also talks about waking up in the spirit. And that the hour has come for you to wake from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Now this is the sleep of the Christian who has been sleeping all along. Where Jesus is still that crucifix that hangs in a building called the church. Church is not the people yet for them. The average Christian that we have been until we were introduced to him in a new way. When we attended a crusade somewhere. When you attended a prayer meeting and you were first introduced to Jesus in the spirit. That becomes our responsibility to wake up all the others. That being alive in the spirit through salvation, which Romans 13 verse 11 says is now nearer to you than you first believed. So it's nearer to them than people have ever believed. It is our job to show them that. That waking hour, that time of not continuing to remain in a sleep. As long as they are asleep and they are sleeping Christians, Satan is not bothered. His kingdom is safe. So as long as people can sleep there, 
it is good for them. They don't need to waste their time, which is why you see only the ones that are awake keep getting attacked more. They don't even bother attacking the sleeping Christian. So spiritual laziness can cause one to lose out on salvation and so receive eternal death. And that is what is happening to a lot of people who have been ignorant to the ways of the Spirit. Which is why there is all of this revival going on all around. There are prayer groups springing everywhere. The work of the Holy Spirit going on and activating a whole lot of cells all around. So that Christians will no longer suffer in silence, will no longer remain under bondage. But there is an opportunity for us to rise above that limitation, open our eyes, see the truth. So that that truth shall set us free. And then we have 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, <clears throat> which says, it talks about being children of the light. That is who every Christian should be. And therefore, gravitating towards that light and not towards darkness. Gravitating towards the glory of God and the, the wisdom and the revelation that's coming from him in the form of that light. Not towards ignorance. And definitely not remaining in laziness, which is represented by sleep here in these verses. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every single one of your child, whom you have made in your image and your likeness, be quickened in the spirit to be wakened up, that we no longer sleep, living in the flesh, but we are awake and alive in the spirit. That we cross that Red Sea of the blood of Jesus. That each one is able to then overcome the accuser whom they have been suffering silently by the blood of the Lamb, just like we drank last night, Father. And the word of their testimony that they then prophesy based on the knowledge of the word of God that is made real to them through the spirit. I ask for that edification in every member that is part of this prayer group and every other prayer group around the world, Father, that calls on the name of Jesus. For your word says they shall not end up in shame. They shall be delivered. We ask for that edification in our spirits today, Lord. We ask for a fresh pouring of your spirit. That there is renewal for those that have backslidden, for those that have gone silent, for those that have gone lukewarm, and for those that do not know what to do, even though your spirit is present. Lord, we ask for that stirring in our hearts. That there is a renewed boldness. That there is a renewal in our Christian experience. That we now truly live as that born-again Christian who says it is no longer I, but my Christ who lives in me and he drives everything in my life. That all things are made new, all the old, all the old habits, all the old weaknesses, all the old vulnerabilities have all passed away and a new strength is brought in us that we are able to step our foot down and say no, to all of those temptations to say no to all the oppression anymore.
and to say yes to our Christ. I ask for this edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are in hospital this day will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray for all those families that are battling division and separation of any kind, even the slightest of misunderstandings where they live under the same roof and yet do not speak to each other. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, all kinds of oppression in their lives. The enemy within that has taken charge over their body and their soul, their thoughts, their thought patterns. And though they know that this is wrong, they still can't get rid of it. We ask for that fresh yoke-breaking anointing, Father, to touch these lives. So that when we speak, that every chain over their life be broken. Let your anointing touch them now, Father. Let there be a release from all that bondage. To step into freedom. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends as well. Especially those that are not yet saved this day. Quicken them, Lord, that they might call on your name. Draw them near. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer in faith, making it our prayer of agreement in the name of Jesus, we know in our hearts, just as your word says, and we believe that we have already received it, because your word says, when we release it in the name of Jesus, together as our prayer of agreement, that you, our Father in heaven, will do for us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you pray with us in agreement. You work for the good of those who love you and whom you have called according to your purpose. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. <clears throat> those that are praying for that gift to continue to unmute your mic, release your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Nanda Mandas Catabraya Sela Rastorigilla,
In the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, we release our faith, Lord, together, and we say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture being given today is from James 1, 22 to 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who observes his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But he who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer that forgets, but a doer, that acts, he shall be blessed in his doing. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we also have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 where it is written, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, 
will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The second scripture quoted is from the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 quoted from the NIV where it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And a third one we have again taken from the NIV is quoted from the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 where it is written, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will review, uh, re sorry, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as also by Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on all our platforms, our social media channels as well, please share them through your social media channels with your friends and family. And in particular, if God is putting someone on your heart when you heard that message or when you read it, please share it with that person so that you sharing it amounts to you ministering to them that day. And then when the Holy Spirit steps in on what you have shared, that becomes real to them. That life is saved for Christ because of your sharing your effort. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless, God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell.